Hello, and welcome to the Cubicorn Games Podcast. My name is Dustin Morabito. Joining me today, as usual, to talk about games and other stuff, Lorraine Morabito is here. Correct. I am here. It has been a hell of a <laughs> couple weeks. Hmm. The world is insane. Correct. We're back to talking about games again, which is good. We've mm-hmm. been playing some stuff on stream, so I'll go back to uh, putting timestamps and stuff. I try to do that whenever we're sure yeah. discussing games specifically and other people's games, so that you know if they want to just hear about our thoughts on the thing they made, they can scrub right to it. But I'll give fair heads up now that right here at the beginning, it's going to be a little bit of a bummer, and then everything will be uphill from there. So if you want to skip to something, there should be some uh, timestamps in the show notes. And the reason I kind of wanted to mention this even more specifically, because we like you know America has had I feel like one tragedy every second, <laughs> more or less, yeah. Um, at some point we even like have stopped shouting them out because there's literally like a volume of like violence that is. <laughs> I mean, especially with like certain groups uh, being targeted, they <laughs> are gaining velocity in a way that <laughs> is so terrifying and sad and. Yeah, but literally last episode, you know, we talked about voting, mm-hmm. and we talked about. Republican attitudes towards queer people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and over the past weekend, there was a shooting at a Colorado nightclub where at least five people lost their lives. I haven't kept up on... I, I read the initial report and then tuned out, which, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's that's the way I... uh, <laughs> That's the way I've been doing dealing with this shit, is, like, I just can't read too much about yeah. it. So I, I don't know if it's been confirmed what this person's motives were, but, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb... <laughs> And say that that because the the half of America's political establishment is on a rampage to literally <laughs> trying like to dehumanize erase, right yeah. trying to dehumanize you know anyone who's anywhere on the gay LGBT queer spectrum that you know perhaps that has something to do with it <laughs> perhaps who can, say? who can say so you know that's heartbreaking and tragic and like I said I don't really I haven't kept up on more details than that it's just mm-hmm. makes me too sad in some ways which I don't know what that says about me but. You know, we're even going to be talking about like a gay game in a little bit, which is like that, that that at least filled me with joy before this all happened. It was yeah. just nice to see. Uh, again, that's the thing that's been so awesome about playing indie stuff is that you get to see so many things as opposed to the like just the mainstream, the what gets put on the uh, the say blockbuster Best Buy shelves. Well, I had said it. I've said it like in multiple conversations over the last couple of weeks, but like the indie space to me has been such a refuge in games from the rest of the world and the rest of games because mm-hmm. I'm pretty fed up with video games right now. They are also kind of shit on like a wide spectrum yeah. of terms of like the stuff that's making a ton of money that is like, you know, twisting the knife in people. But indie stuff is almost always well-meaning. Sincere in yeah. a lot of ways. You know, and the games we played this for the last couple of weeks were well-meaning and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that stuff in a second. But yeah, it's just like that stuff fills me with joy and I need to be... <laughs> I need to try to expose myself for as much as like I also want to try to give back and it's fun to help people, you know, just, just give feedback on stuff and wanna, potentially you want that joy. <laughs> yeah, potentially maybe expose like you know, a small handful of people to games they might not have noticed otherwise. It's just it makes me feel better to play stuff like that. So, you know, our fucking hearts bleed for anyone yeah. who's affected by that or any of the numerous tragedies of that it, keep happening like, in America and uh just you know, got to keep going, I guess. But with that said, we'll move on to nicer stuff. And the first thing, again, segueing from the last show, is that, like, politics in Michigan, good. <laughs> Popping off. Let's go. <laughs> For once, it feels like. So, yeah, voting matters. It turns out things went about as blue as could ever be conceived of in mm-hmm. a Michigan election. I think, Like I told you, I think this is the best. I think it's the first time 
the Democratic Party has controlled the state legislature in like 40 years. So mm. literally like with a <laughs> longer than my entire lifetime. And, you know, Republicans are shit. They're just garbage people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying every Republican is a garbage person, but I'm saying like what the party stands for broadly. They're not, and you're not, they're not your sanitation workers yeah. either. They are good quality people. Mm-hmm. I have the working men. You know, plenty of family members and stuff who would call themselves conservative, who I love dearly and who I know technically don't mean anything wrong by people, but their support of politicians and their policies is still dog shit. They'll claim they don't, but on some level they do. Like, But, uh, yeah, like I said, as far as my opinion is the same as it was, you know, until something changes, no Republican should hold power anywhere. (laughs) In a just world with what that party stands for right (laughs) at this moment. with the current demographic i guess or vibe of it like absolutely not yeah so i was glad to see michigan do as well as it's ever done like Mm -hmm. we kicked their shit in real hard here (laughs) specifically and i'm pretty proud of that and across the country it was a much less horrifying loss than it could have been Uh (laughs) so i I guess i'll take it as far as we can tell democracy (laughs) lives for another couple years (laughs) or the husk of democracy that we have will shamble onward yeah go vote if you're too young to vote and you will be old enough to vote in the next election, plan to vote. Yes. Register when you're <laughs> register when you're of age. Show the fuck up. It helps. They're fucking scared of kids. Yeah, keep them scared of kids. Scare the fuck out of them. My chemical romance was right. <laughs> <laughs> Teenagers do scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> it's true. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we'll talk about too much music stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. a different show. Yeah, Maybe at the end. We'll we'll leave that for the end if we Whatever, do anything yeah. else at the end. But uh, with all that heavy shit said, we will move on to video game things. We've played two games over the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. Again, that's the plan going forward is to play, schedule permitting, at least one indie game a week, and then you know catch up on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, halfway through each you know every every two weeks and talk about stuff. The first game we played since last recording was. Omega vs. Vanguards, which is on, available on Itch right now. Uh, you can play it in your browser. It's free. So if you just want to give it a shot, go for it. It's an auto chess kind of like cute little anime thing. Oh, that is slime, 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 <laughs> slime. Always slime, slime, slime. Oh, that's really neat. That like took me a while to kind of like, to kind of get. Like mm-hmm. literally over the course of that stream, I think at least the first half of it, I was just like sort of completely befuddled by it. And I, I've owned up that or tried to every time we've played something like this is just like, like if it's a genre that's way out of my wheelhouse, I at least try to say it mm-hmm. just to, so other people know that like my pre-existing proclivities or information about said genre is going to be very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely true for me coming in. Um, I don't even think I'd because like I never really looked into the the Dota version that like got really popular. Like I literally did not know what like kind of constituted an auto chess type thing. I don't know. Is this like was it like standard? I'm sure that like I said, I truly don't know. I'm sure I, this game isn't even a monolith for the genre necessarily. Whatever, I think it's but, just like, you know, place units, they do stuff. Yeah, I didn't. Buy, I didn't buy upgrades. I didn't. I didn't know exactly what it meant, but yeah. it was. That's like it was interesting. Cl- that's as close to to what my preconception okay. of a game like that was. But again, I, I, I really, really can't speak on the subject with any level of sophistication or nuance. I definitely thought it was more like actual chess. For some reason, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Okay. Like, I literally did not know. I mm-hmm. just hear auto chess and like, oh, okay. So yeah. it is like. And again, some of them might be, but in the case of yeah. Omega, Omega versus Vanguards, so it's uh basically you start on a map facing a yeah, series like a of uh, isometric plane, essentially. Yeah, it's just like an open two D plane, and you're faced with like a series of enemies, and you're and you have a shop to buy from, and you can buy you know units or up items or even like some other stuff that like makes the, your like you can upgrade the shop to get more yeah you can buy consumable things. stuff even i think because it wouldn't yeah. some of those just give you health or whatever like you get an apple or some mm-hmm. shit and... yeah buff the stats of <laughs> your guys and 
basically, yeah, once you've kind of finished your purchases and p- finished positioning your units on the board, mm-hmm. you know, you hit and go. And it go. And they run, right, they run at each other, like, you know, like the Revolutionary War, just like column be column. Let's like go. Like action figures. <laughs> you smush them. But they're doing it on on their own. Mm-hmm. And, and initially, like I said, my biggest stumbling block for me personally, I think, was that I just have never played any games that are even remotely like that consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, I've tried to play StarCraft once or twice in my life, and I've never been gotten into RTSs for similar reasons of just, like, I don't have direct control over a thing when it is in that nebula space where it's, like, it's not so turn-based that I can just, you know, sit there and stroke my chin and think about what my next move is. And it's not so live-action, so, like, so action-based that each individual button input is directly impacting a change mm-hmm. on the screen immediately. So games like that have eluded me for my entire life. <laughs> but you, I think having you helped, having you be there to, like, kind of, you know, help coach me. <laughs> helped me figure stuff out because I was piloting. leading the blind over there. You know, he just, like, would notice some things that I didn't, and uh, eventually we started to figure out the, like, the deeper mechanics in the game. Like, actually, well, with use case help too mm-hmm. i think he hopped into the chat for most of that stream yeah he was there for i think a good chunk of it yeah we were able to figure out how like the unit team ups work like having multiple units of the same type i'm not sure how many types there were there were at least like four or five like guys could have multi-typed like you could yeah if you had the, types a certain unit a, a certain number of units of the same type you know like magic users or whatever they would give some kind of blanket buff to the team which was cool and and we learned better as we went how to combine units and stuff too because you could either like you could basically like combine two of the same identical unit to up their experience and eventually if they got enough they would level up and then they would just have better, better stats across the board mm-hmm. or you could choose to sell them back to the shop uh, and just get like a, an extra coin or two to make more purchases but that stuff all seemed like all that stuff seemed pretty well thought out like mm-hmm. the, the upgrades and like the and again like I truly speaking from a place of ignorance I'd, I bet a lot of that stuff is like bog standard for the genre but I like mm-hmm. personally I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> but it seemed well executed. That stuff on that front seemed really good. Yeah. Uh, and once we kind of, like said, early in the stream where we didn't really know what was going on, I was just having a really hard time wrapping my head around, like, mm-hmm. what I'm even supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then by, like, the midpoint near the back half, like, we really started to f- kind of figure it out and we're getting into flow and finally got a few, like, fights deeper than we had originally. I think we got, it was either four or five was our maximum streak, which I think was pretty good. Yeah. Like I so said, we improved over time, which, like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad we were able to improve over time over the course of that stream. It was nice to be able to make progress like that. But yeah, by the time the end, we got to the end of it, like I said, I, th- I was having a, a pretty good time. But especially for something that's free. Yeah. The the pixel art's cute. It's a bunch of like, you know, chibi little squished down anime looking dudes, including slimes. Slime, <laughs> slime, his slime, favorite slime, unit, slime, the, slime, the slime. slime. I'm trying to think of other stuff in particular. Like I said, I do I do really think that in general the the most of the economy stuff I think worked well. Like I think it made sense. I still I think the note that I had given just off the dome during the stream was I'm still not hundred percent sure how I feel personally about having the shop costs diminish over time instead of like diminish over use, if that makes mm. sense. So like the way the game works now is like, you know, you could also buy shop upgrades that basically just like give you access to at yeah. minimum more options in the shop in any given turn, if and not also like higher power options. Had more Unit. Oh yeah, right. You're right. Thank you. It does upgrade the amount of units you could have on the field. So it's like it's basically mandatory. Yeah. You want to buy shop upgrades when you can buy them. Because having any kind of numbers advantage on top of having good units is huge. Yeah. Um. And in my mind, I don't think like my thought on the subject is I don't think you need to put two stressors on shop upgrades considering how they how important they are. And I think the base stressor of like you know the player could either choose to spend their money on other stuff in the shop mm-hmm. or they can choose to spend a big chunk of their money to upgrade the shop. Like in my mind 
mind that's kind of enough of a balancing act to incentivize players to make those shop purchases while mm-hmm. still giving some kind of, you know, decision making as to how you want to spend your resources. And how the game works now is that like a shop upgrade will be a certain cost and then every turn you don't buy it, it went down in price. Or at least the, the one turn at later. I'm not sure if it was every single turn because I think I probably bought it. Like, I, I couldn't remember. Like, I couldn't tell you over the course of streaming if I went, like, I, two subsequent turns without buying a shop remember. upgrade and then check the cost. But it was at minimum, like, the turn the next turn after, mm-hmm. like, the shop upgrade was a certain price, it would go down in price. And for me, I think, like I said, I think that's just, like, one thing too far for me personally in terms of disincentivizing you to do something that's really beneficial mm. just, like, over time like that. Where, like, I, I would rather have it gated based on usage where, like, as you're buying upgrades, they just get more expensive. Because I just feel like that incentivizes you to engage with think, the system more I think it quickly. technically does both. I mean, that's, I'm yeah, pretty that sure, is true. Because I'm like, pretty sure, like, the floor threshold increased and, like, that uh, discount reset yeah, no, every time right. you made a purchase. Uh-huh. No, it did go up at, with purchases as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just don't. Like, because it's also like it's more abstract than like a cooldown, cooldown, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Just there's something about that to me. And again, that might be like a staple of the genre. Yeah. Like, that might just be a thing that all the, all games like this have. I do not know, but it was just a thought that occurred to me. Uh, so I just th- I just figured I'd throw it out there. It was an <laughs> idea because I just feel like when you're when something is that important to the gameplay, because it really did like you know because it because it really hamstrings your other purchasing power anyway. That's the other thing about it is like I think it's smart to have people have to decide like do I want to spend my resources getting shop upgrades or getting units, but the fact that at those higher costs, it kind of precludes you from both. Yeah. Like, it just feels like it corners you sometimes in a way that doesn't feel super awesome. Yeah, hard to say specifically. And then other than that, like I said, I enjoyed our time with it. I was really glad to get a better handle on it going forward. I do think that on a minor scale, there's some UI stuff that could be tweaked. Some of the menus you hover over, like, yeah, cover the, up stuff in a way that, The like, wasn't always great yeah, that was the only was very it could be very hindering in a lot of instances yeah i think that was the only like material thing within the game itself that we struggled, struggled with, with a lot in a while. Yeah. yeah like the the way the menus could and this is a really hard thing to do so yeah. it's definitely not easy but the way the that like menu options could be positioned like if you would like hover over a unit you know it'll it basically be, gave you a pop-up for each unit you had out yeah, there and you it would just of, like it would be relative to their position so if they were like at the bottom of the screen it would just be like i don't remember if it would like covered them up or like put it off screen i really don't remember but it was either it was something like that it was a very obscure like a lot of it's they're big menus they have a lot of information on them but they obscure large swaths of the screen yeah like while selecting a unit it yeah made it, it made it really hard to there's a way to like i don't know like right click and bring that up and like left click moves them around or something like that yeah or even a double click that was i think my other thought is yeah. like if it wasn't just a single click or, a, or like a hover over but like you click twice you get their stats you click once you can just move and drag them I mean, they have all those pop-up windows, too, like, along the side. There's, like, a stacked menu that you can open and close. Like, it could even just, like, come up over there in some way. I don't know if it's, yeah, it's I'm better not sure. or worse. That would be probably a lot harder implementation-wise, yeah. potentially. But, yeah, it would just be a thing where, like, if you clicked on it once, it would bring up, like, a big window that showed their stats, which is good. Like, it's mm-hmm. good to have that information on hand. Yeah, it was all very important information. But then it would, like, it could very easily cover up, like, other units you need to look at or, like... Yeah, it was harder to, like, figure out where, like, at that point, you're also, like, slightly moving them a little bit. So, like, kind of me- can mess some things up because it's the same action or whatever. And just, I don't know. We struggled with it a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, any other thoughts on Omega versus Vanguard's? If you had, anyone ends up playing it, 
and you see a bunch of slimes on some teams, it's probably ours because we're like oh, in thank the ecosystem. You. That was the best. I forgot. That is like the one of the coolest things about it. Actually, I almost it almost slipped my mind. But yeah, the way that the game works is that the unit, like the enemy units you fight, are teams that were built by other players. Mm-hmm. So it kind of catalogs those online, and it will surface like, all right, for your first fight or you know whichever fight mm-hmm. you're at. Here's a team made by, you know, username here. Tragically, like, we know. didn't make a name, so yeah, it's right. impossible to We're know. Just like guest number, whatever. A million. I think. Yeah, that's super cool. That's a very extra mechanic that was very neat. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's 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 really cool. I, that's super neat. It, it still could in some places. Like it meant that the early game scaling was could be a little nuts, which was that was I think that was something that we it. had kind of talked about yeah. in the chat that night. Um, yeah, that and like the the continue economy. Um, mm-hmm. little bits and pieces there. Yeah, because like, and again, I don't know if there was game past this. We didn't get past our first like past Clear. win ten fights. Yeah. yeah, but the but the goal it initially presented presented you with was win ten fights. And yeah, it could make the first couple like when you're really getting on the ground where you're just like you know I could buy two units, maybe three, <laughs> uh, with like no upgrades or items or anything. Like when you're really getting going in a run, it could. Like in like maybe your second or third fight, sideswipe you with something that's like way out of your league. Yeah. Oh, uh, with that system sometimes. But overall, still a really interesting mechanic. Yeah. Like a very cool thing. And yeah, with all that said, I think that's about it for Omega versus Vanguards. But it is very neat. If you want to check it out, uh, it's on Itch right now for free. So go what search the, for that. The studio attached to that wasn't there like a name uh, on it? Juicy Chicken is yeah. the the username. Yeah, the the Itch account that contains and he's he's put out all kinds of random stuff. Oh yeah, so. there's like tons of stuff. Yeah. Well, I was trying to find like the social information for it. I remember like just mm-hmm. seeing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So you want to go look for some weird, cool stuff? Check out Juicy Chicken and Omega vs. Vanguards on itch.io. Yeah. And then the other game we played was Boss Game. I pulled it up so I could remember the title the again. Last. <laughs> the, the, the boss is my heart. At least there. that's what it says on that. Is it the final boss is my heart? I think that's. Is the... I, think the, I think it did on the other store listings. This one's the iOS one. <laughs> yeah. The. For some reason, it's truncated. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's boss game on iOS and Android currently. Potentially Steam at some point. I believe it is coming to Steam mm-hmm. in the future. We said that before. I'll try to double check right now. But boss game is real cool. Yeah. It's like a, I would say, a very visually Undertale-inspired, mm-hmm. like sprite-based kind of hybrid between like a visual novel sort of thing and like a boss rush would you call it like what would you what would be the way you describe the combat would you call it rpg-ish i mean it's like undertale also sort of in that way where it's like turn-based but not like I mean, you're not waiting like, to take like, actions in that same way as even uh, that game does but i mean because it, it does like we talked about like it's got the little bits of the like final fantasy like the meter so, like the action meter system that mm-hmm. they used in like a lot of the earlier games like six and seven eight maybe i don't know and like nine stuff like that and You've got like three buttons. <laughs> it's like blocking, attacking, and healing your partner because you are controlling two people at once to do a variety of attacks and watch, like, learn these bosses' patterns and take them down for cash because mm. you're broke. Yeah. So, and that, like, it's even got that, like, you know, where it's kind of smashing two games together. It's got that persona thing in that way where, like, for about half the game, you know, you're developing this, you're, you're watching this relationship grow between Anna and Sophie, the two characters in the game. Mm. They're adorable. Um, I love them. Yeah, right. That, and that's still, I think, my favorite part of the narrative parts of the game. Um, and I did play a tiny bit more of it, but I didn't finish it yet. 
But my favorite part of that part of the thing is like I do love that they're already like in a couple. Yeah. So it's not even just like like I feel like in you're a not lot of, romancing anyone. Yeah, I feel like in a lot of this g- games like this, uh, like the way you'd start that kind of either the whole game if it's just a visual novel or that part of it if it's more of a hybrid like this thing is. And again, I haven't played many visual novels either mm-hmm. <laughs> by a long shot. But I feel like for the most part, it feels like it's you know like you'll play a series of like meet cutes in a row, right? Like you'll be like, oh, I. I have just kind of stumbled into these I mean, four I w- people. And I, I would have say to- it depends on whether or not it's like a dating sim. That's true too. There is a like yeah. a visual novel is not always a dating sim, but yeah. most dating sims lean heavily on visual novel tropes, gameplay characteristics, things like you're not even really you're kind of just watching these. You're not making decisions for these characters. They have a story that is just playing out already in front of you. You're really just watching it. Yeah, and thank you for pointing that out because you are extra. You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I, like, right in that description, I'm probably pigeonholing visual novels too much. Is like, I think, like, for people who don't play them much, like me, yeah. like the first thing they go to is dating sims. But you're and right, like, the genre is broader than or whatever. that. Yeah, you're right. The genre is broader than that. And this game is, in fact, not not a dating sim. It just revolves around two characters who are dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's I mean, where it's I was. Just, kinda... It's characters in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And they're adorable, and I love them. Um, but yeah, the dialogue's really well written. I think it like is snappy and like mm-hmm. in a way that like they say curses. Yeah, they're swearing in here. I don't, I'm not sure where I was more surprised to hear so many fuck words, either this <laughs> game or that new Taylor Swift album. <laughs> that's a that's a discussion for another day. But yeah, the dialogue is like you know it's snappy. It feels it's like very like, well animated too. Like it's fun because it is. It looks like it's a text messaging log is essentially mm-hmm. what the like format of it is. But like there's effects in it. There's sound effects. There's little like changes to the character portraits. Like sometimes I think like the bosses themselves like come in in weird angles relative to the other characters just having the conversation. It's really it keeps those parts interesting. Whereas like maybe like you'd think like oh tapping through a lot of text wouldn't be like as engaging like you're still reading but it's like it's got a lot of charm to it in a way that's very appealing yeah no you're right and the presentation layer is really good yes like you said all that stuff all the stuff you just described is like when you say text flowing across the screen to tell tell a story like that's one thing but there it really is like a another couple of passes of polish have gone in Mm -hmm. to make that stuff really engaging and like visually interesting and like you said there's good sound cues for a lot of stuff that happens it's it's very very good and then between that, basically, after you you know have seen a chunk of the story play out, you'll do a boss fight. Mm-hmm. And those are real-time battles where you're basically, like, the bosses kind of kind of do their loop like bosses do in mm-hmm. video games. Like, you know, they'll do a series of actions and they've got, like, solid tells. The animations are all really good. Mm-hmm. That's another, like, the same thing you kind of said about the, the text applies to the, the other gameplay, too, where the boss's visual and audio cues for, like, when they're going to do things are yeah. really well made. It is designed very well to, like, oh, well, when I see them, you know, teleport toward me and then pause for a few seconds, I know that, like, I'm going to have to block <laughs> yeah, in a way it, that is very telegraphed and, like, positive. Like, it, it works well. And and once you, like, even if you're, like, in a boss fight for the first time, the, I feel like the mechanics are perfectly simple that you can, can kind of guess, like, when you need to do something, even if it's your first, like, run through seeing a certain mechanic or attack or whatever, it's very intuitive in that way, even if you get a little blindsided. Like, Yeah, I think you had pointed out separately on the stream that I absolutely agree with is I think the UI is very good. Yes. So the, the gameplay is you're broken up. You play both characters at once. So you play uh, Anna and Sophie together, and they, they're, they're basically separate like right corners one, of the screen. Yeah, imagine holding your phone, like just imagine a widescreen screen mm-hmm. of any kind. So like in this case, it's a phone game, so you're holding your phone in your hand. And the bottom right and bottom left corners... Are where, uh, are where the characters yeah. are. Um, and there's a big character portrait 
which has its own function that I'll describe in a second. But there's also um, an action meter for each character that shows like you know how much stuff they can do before they get stunned when it zeroes out. And then there's two attack buttons for each character: a light attack and a heavy attack. And mm-hmm. you basically just hold down one of those buttons for a certain period of time and then let it go to do damage. And depending on which one you use, the hold is longer, the damage is higher. So mm-hmm. the light one, you know, you hold it for less time, let it go, it does a little bit. The heavy attack, you hold it for more time, let it go, it does a lot. And then if you do enough attacks, you build up like a super meter that's in the center of the screen. And then when that's ready, you can hold both of their heavy attacks at the same time. And if you let them off together, it'll do bigger damage and stun the enemy for, Mm -hmm. you know, a certain amount of time. So you can basically just get even more attacks for free. But all those actions revolve around... Uh, the individual character stamina bars. Like I don't know if the game even describes what the <laughs> what they're called, but they're basically meters that yeah. they diminish as you take damage or as you perform actions. Mm-hmm. And if they ever zero out You're either like side, because each state. character he's, each character has their own. Uh, that character will get stunned, and then that meter will, if they get stunned and have no interaction, like basically when they're stunned, you can't use them to do anything. Like you can't perform mm-hmm. any attacks, and then the meter will slowly fill up again over time. Uh, but you can fill it up a little faster by poaching your other character's meter if they're still up. Mm-hmm. So you can tap, uh, I believe you tap the stunned character's portrait uh, to, or it's, or it's the other way around. I I, but, I uh, was not playing, so I couldn't uh, tell you. But yeah, you tap a character portrait and, and then like you can refill their stun meter. Um, if they take a hit from the enemy while they're stunned, they get KO'd. Mm-hmm. And so that in that state, they won't recover on their own at all. The only way to recover them is to poach your other remaining character's meter to to revive them yeah. by slowly filling up their meter back to full. And if at any point both of your characters are KO'd, that ends the boss fight. Uh, so then you basically just have to run it back. Mm-hmm. But I really like that balancing act of like action choice and resource manipulation. Yeah. Like I said, because I, I had said like half of that and you hit the back half. Like I think the UI is very good, which kind of you had described. And then my initial impression was that I really love, which like this serves to make the UI better. I really love that both characters, like all the stuff related to them is tied into that single meter. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like, it would have been very easy to put two or three more gauges, like mm-hmm. to separate out the health and like you know put MP or something in there. I would have I would have liked the game much less. I think if there, the screen had been that busy with that much stuff to manage in addition to juggling the two yeah. characters together, like where the where the shipped game landed, where you're really just juggling like trying to keep both characters up and then having to put your focus on you know whichever action is most important at a given moment. Like if it's uh, if the enemy's attacking a bunch, you got to make sure you're blocking, which that's another thing you can do. Basically, if you touch a character portrait while they're up, while they're active, uh, you'll just block damage that comes in mm-hmm. and it'll still diminish your meter as you take hits and it diminishes your meter as you're holding it down. But you take much less damage than if yeah. you just don't do anything and let your characters get hit. <laughs> but yeah, if they right, if there had just been like even more bars with like a bunch of numbers or something or whatever, I would have liked the game much less, I think. Like yeah, it between, just would have been a lot. <laughs> between that like core feature tying everything together and just the general simplicity of what you can do, I think it's like very elegantly done. The player interaction part of it for sure, on top of just the incredible charm and absolutely ripping soundtrack. Like, yeah, the oh music's really my good. god, it slaps. Yeah, and I think the music thing will segue me into my only major criticism I think I have of the game, yeah. which for me, I still don't love this about it, but I understand why it is this way. So it's oh, not like yeah. a, yeah, this is still not like a, I think this is objectively the wrong decision. It's just not the way I would have necessarily mm-hmm. made this game, perhaps, is that pretty, I, and again, I still haven't finished it, but every single thing I've done in the game so far, every input of the game is like a hold and release. So it's uh, for light attacks, heavy attacks, reviving, uh, recharging from stun, or even as far as I've seen, like enemies will 
do like specific attacks that need to be like touch interacted with in a similar way to your main character actions do. And I really like it when that happens. That's really neat. But as far as I can tell, every action you kind of take in the game is like putting your finger on a spot for a certain amount of time and then releasing it. Mm -hmm. And I would have loved if there was at least one action in the game that was just had some kind of different type of input, like a tap or like a, you know, repeatedly tap or swiping or like, you know, maybe swirling your finger like in a, like a clockwise Mm -hmm. or counterclockwise motion or something. Just to change things up a little bit, just to like like that. That's the amount of like one more thing to juggle that I would have liked to have in the game personally. If it were, if I were tasked with changing anything about it, that mm-hmm. was that would be the thing that I would change. But again, I understand why you wouldn't want to do that. Like accessibility would be, you know, a big argument against it because I I bet tap and hold is probably the most accessible option you're gonna come up with. It's gotta be one of them. In terms of like a touch screen yeah. type of thing, uh, that would be my assumption. Uh, but at the very least, keeping all the inputs the same. Mm-hmm. you know helps for that and obviously that also helps for implementation like you don't need to design you know a bunch of different ways to take inputs you need to only really build the one and then you're just changing timers at that point mm-hmm. and it helps for onboarding too once the pl- if, if all the inputs are the same you know once the player learns touch touch hold does thing it applies to yeah, all the actions across the board do like it, it doesn't right doesn't require necessarily more tutorialization mm-hmm. other than you know yeah, you understand even, an action you understand all actions there's even a few like unique defensive things that you do with that like there was one character who was like planting bombs around there and you had to like tap and hold the bomb specifically to defuse it stuff just stuff like that but it's still like the same mechanic yeah so I, like i said i get it i think it makes sense it's not like a and i and i think that's i think for people who criticize games in bad faith i think a lot of people misunderstand their opinions with like objective design like yeah. like oh the this is wrong as opposed to you know this is not how i would have done it yeah and so we do our best to to try to distinguish the difference between the two because we know how hard it is to make stuff yeah and, i think that's where like some degree of actual game design experience helps in that regard because like you can see as opposed it's like i mean it's like being a couch quarterback essentially like you can see the the like thought process that got to a certain thing and even if you don't agree with it you understand more of where how certain decisions might have been made why they might have been made such and such and such as opposed to just like oh it's only one thing and i don't like that thing so it's bad yeah like i i do think personally my opinion is like games are at least as much an art as they are a science if not Mm -hmm. more so like obviously there's stuff like, you know, Pokemon is <laughs> perhaps a great prescient example, but, mm. like, if your game's, like, if the frame rate just runs to where it's, like, almost inoperable, or if it's softlocks a bunch or whatever, like, obviously those are things that are objectively wrong. Yeah. Like, this the product shouldn't be this bad. way. Yeah, but in terms of, like, how inputs are, or, like, yeah. you know, how difficulty scales or anything like that, like, I don't think there's any rules for any of that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, like, wh- what you want to do and who you want to target and, like, how accessible do you want it to be and how do you want it to feel? Like, what do you want and, the f- sensation and, uh, to be? What are you trying to say? Yeah. Um, and I do think, like, in many cases, people will... Muddy those waters Right, they will take own. things that are, like, there. there's no wrong answer to this and the, they will say, oh, this isn't the way I usually like it, so I mean, it's wrong. I, I, you want to, like... <laughs> take that criticism towards us like there there was i remember one guy in particular at gdex who hated the fact that we had a single shoot button as opposed to just a hold he's like wow this is this is bad why would you ever do this and i was like well i just like that is how i liked it like i made it that way he's like oh okay like at least you had some kind of like thought put behind it i'm like that's just first of all extremely rude Mm -hmm. and it's basically that mindset it's just yeah well in in that case we also you know we split the difference like we kind of met people rather than that one we're like down Mm -hmm. the drain when it shipped had both so now you can you can either tap fire or auto fire 
But and I everyone's think when... just going to get on my case about it not being a twin stick shooter. And I'm like, shut up. It's not what this game is. Right. Morons. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. That's not what the game is. No, I know, I know. But that's exactly my point, right? Is that kind of thing is like, I, I know that I didn't make a twin stick shooter. Yeah, or like, but they or... they don't care. Yeah. They're just like, well, it kind of looks like one and it's not, so it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. No, I get it. Like I said, we've been there. We understand. That's where this rage is coming from. <laughs> But yeah, other than Not that, everything I'm to think is other, all things. Right. I'm trying to think of if there's other gameplay specific stuff. The boss fights do ramp up in a really like mm-hmm. they start to get really challenging in a way that I really like. Like you I gotta, think it's super you gotta cool. Think, man. Um, but at the same time, going back to accessibility a little bit, the game has a ton of options. So if you want to turn on things like oh yeah, invincibility like, or auto blocking or like there's even sliders for to adjust the player much, and like, enemy damage yeah, and game speed. It's so you very can, cool. Yeah, you can kind of tune the game. To, to be whatever yeah, you want you it can to be to some extent. Dial it into your exact preferences um, and just go from there, which is super neat. Yeah, right. I think that's sick. I think that's really good. And I respect the shit out of it because I'm too lazy to do shit like that. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm whatever games we ship, I'm gonna build them, you know, we're gonna tune them to whatever we think is the closest to what we're comfortable with and then put them out there. But like I don't I just truly I don't personally have like the the patience to do something like that. So I respect it when people do, because yeah. it's definitely a good thing. Like it's it's very neat. But I think that's super cool, especially for something that is so narrative focused, because that's the other thing about stuff that we build is, you know, there's a very light narrative sheen. Yeah. If at all, like, like, you know, Down the Drain has a story, but it's not the core part of what you're doing 90% of the time. Uh, Cucumber will be very similar. Um, But this game is, you know, as much narrative as it is action. Yeah. So for a thing like that, I do think it probably is more important to open it up to people who just want to know, you know. Yeah, who just want to like, just see the characters. Right, they and... want to know, they want to see the story, beginning and the end of the story, and, you know, you want to give people the option to see the whole thing without being, like, totally hamstrung yeah. for inputs or difficulty or whatever, so I think it's a really solid choice to do put in something like this. Yeah. I think it's super smart, and I think that's, like, mostly, do you have any other specific thoughts about boss game? Like you said, it's really cute. Yeah, I, it's, the characters, like, and, like, the enemies are all super cute, yeah. Um, you talked about the visuals generally, but I do think the sprite work is just very well executed. Yes. Both, it, it looks, it is attractive and functional. Like, it does mm-hmm. both things. It's not too complex that you can't understand what you're looking at, but it's also not too bare bones that you don't understand what you're looking at. It hits a really nice sweet spot, which, again, like, I know I had mentioned on, on the stream, like, the Undertale comparison is more of, like, granted, it is, like, a, like the monochromeness of the white on black with very little color um, to kind of add a, a pop is definitely a a similarity, but it's more of I think my description was like you don't need um, or it's it, that game opened up people to accepting a lot simpler and more functional specific graphics than just like the most amazing thing you've seen. Like that was the big. I, I know other games have done it before Undertale, but I feel like that was the biggest sweeping mainstream one that kind of opened more people's eyes, especially to like smaller indie games of that ilk. And it does a lot with the limited color palette in most things. Like the backgrounds are extremely detailed for being so simple. And it lets like the battles like really shine with how like just exciting they can be with the different colors of attacks and like the weird like kind of crazy stuff that's going on the entire time. Yeah, out of the corner of your eye, I think it 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 seems more minimal than it is. Even mm-hmm. like I said, I think you would like you might look at a screenshot or two and be like, "Oh, there's not a lot going on here." But when you see it in motion over the course of multiple Lots boss of, fights, yeah, like the the yeah. boss fights themselves are like cannot really be showcased in a screenshot very well because there's just so much going on. The backgrounds themselves are very subtle and changing in ways that 
happen over over the course of the fights during certain like like parts of fights. A lot of them like very subtly animate all the time. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. And like you said before, soundtrack's good. Mm-hmm. Real good, in fact. Like, I was kind of bopping along even on stream. Yeah. kind of, you know, nodding my head a little bit. So, yeah, that's what that's what's up with the boss game. I would highly recommend it. I think it's real good. Mm-hmm. It's on... It is coming to Steam next... Uh, this says spring 2023. So, yeah. you know, dates shift. But sure. Like, that's what the page says now. And it's on iOS and Android now. I would recommend it on any of those. I was playing it on iOS, mm-hmm. and it's been good. <laughs> no complaints. But I could see it being just fine on, like, you know, a controller or, I suppose, a keyboard. You know, all you need is a fistful of buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's really solid. And yes. and in a, if you're going to buy it, like, on phones, I think it's cool to support real games on phones anyway. Hell, yeah. Because, like, there's so much dog shit. Yes. <laughs> On, on uh, in terms of games on phones these days, so actually mm-hmm. supporting like a real game that is made to be like good and not you know manipulative and terrible, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a cool thing to do. Hell yeah! So yeah, that's Boss Game. It's on iOS and Android now, and it'll be on Steam in the future. Woo! Lorraine, is there anything else you're itching to talk about, or you just want to kind of wrap it up? I don't know. It's been a it's been a long couple weeks as far as updates for us. We're gonna keep streaming on Thursdays. That's the plan. Not 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 Thanksgiving. Not, yeah. So not tomorrow. As a, if you re- listen to this the oh. day we post it, <laughs> we won't be streaming. You know, but it's Tuesday. You won't. We won't be streaming the day after. Uh, this is gonna go up on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, but for the rest of the year, I'm hoping to be able to stream every Thursday evening, mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to throw out there? You want to just. <laughs> um, well, we're we got a sale. We're in a sale going on right yeah, now. Yeah, the, the Steam Fall Sale is on right now. Down the Drain is heavily discounted. So if you want to give us some support, yeah, you can buy Down the Drain on the cheap. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Super Cucumber, our other game that'll be out sometime next year, yeah, is also wish listable. Yes, yeah, so you can't buy it, but if you want to be informed of when it's mm-hmm. released, you can add that to your queue. Still follow us on Twitter for the moment. Yeah, Cubicorn it Games. hasn't exploded just yet. <laughs> uh, still looking for other platforms to eventually, like you know, branch off to, in or <laughs> potentially port over to. So if anyone's got like a Twitter alternative that they're really in love with, you could tell us on Twitter, or you can email us at podcast at cubicorngames.com. We'd like to hear about Twitter alternatives. We definitely want to hear about games. So yes. if you have a game that you'd like us to play, or you know someone who has a game, or you just see something cool and you think we should check it out, email us there at podcast at cubicorngames.com. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to ra- I'm racking my brain for anything else that's going on in the near term. We're going to keep working on stuff. Updates will be incoming. I hope to be less tired. <laughs> yeah, and right. I'm hoping the next couple of weeks will be less emotionally and physically wrought than the last couple. I think they will. <laughs> I hope so. There's <laughs> been a lot of shit going on. Yeah. But with all that said, I think that'll call it a show. Thank you, Lorraine, very much. Yeah for hanging out thank you internet anyone out there who's listening thank you so much for checking us out yeah yeah. you stay safe mm-hmm. and we should be back in a couple more weeks to talk about more cool indie games and who knows what else hell yeah so until then see you later all bye, bye.